What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. Well, great to be back with you guys. I am super excited about this opportunity we have to come to these microphones every single week for We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr. Of course, the intro has already let you know that. If this is your first time checking out our podcast, welcome. Uh, I'm really excited because seven years ago when we started along in business, y'all, I did not want to be in business. I am not a serial entrepreneur. I did not grow up with entrepreneurial thoughts, visions, or ideas, quite frankly. What I did do, though, is I served in the capacities where I showed up, whether that was in the military, uh, whether that was in radio, whether that was in ministry, you name it. I served to the to the highest in each one of those levels, rose to a lot of really leadership positions in those places. And what I wasn't aware of is that the story that I had and how I got here absolutely informed my brand. And so that's one of the reasons why I do this interview type type show on our podcast is because I believe that it's the amazing stories behind people's brand that makes up their amazing brands. In a blog post uh, on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman says this. He asks, asks, I'm sorry, this question. Why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that they are more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired to respond to stories, metaphors, and anecdotes, which help us to relate our ideas to our own experiences, providing richness and texture. Stories actually bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we are actually living the story. With that being said, I had an opportunity recently to walk into a place I was doing a cleanse, and I was coming out of one store, and I looked up and recognized that there was this place. It was called Alkalicious, and um, I'm a fan of juicing. And so I had not really looked at the name like that. It did not speak to me originally because I'd been to the shopping center before. And so up until the time, I was getting my juices from another place. But then when I walked in, something changed. Something clicked immediately. This was more than an alkaline water store. This was a black-owned and operated franchise or store. I don't know if it's a franchise. We're going to find out in a minute. But it was definitely a store that had I care about you written all over it. And so as I, unbeknownst to them, began to make my order and I saw the excitement and the energy, I said, you know what, let me break out my phone real quick and let me start, you know, doing what I do. My wife was with me and she was like, here we go. Here we go. Right. So we did a little quick clip and that sort of stuff. And then the owner walked from behind the the, the counter and uh, she was grinning. And I said, are you the owner? She said, I am. And I said, I like this place. She says, thank you. And then I thought after that was over and we posted it on social media and tagged a couple of people and the whole bit. And then it dawned on me, we need to interview her. We need to talk about her story behind the brand. I'm really curious as to how she got here. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for my new friend, Lisa Bay of Alkalicious Alkaline Water. She's freaking amazing. Cold pressed juice bar here in the 757 where I live. And uh, I'm just grateful she's a fellow entrepreneur that's killing the game. Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Great to see all of you. 
It is so good to have you here. I am excited. So here's what I want to do. I want to jump right in. You are doing some pretty amazing things. And I did a little bit of research, and I saw sort of your journey in terms of how you got to the brick and mortar. It was not easy. It has not been easy. But you have persevered. I got a sneaky suspicion that how you grew up, maybe some things that you were exposed to or things that informed you as a kid getting to this place has a lot to do with your grit, has a lot to do with your resilience. Can you talk to us about young Lisa and what has informed you to be so audacious to try as a little brown girl to do a juice bar? This is so oxymoronic. Our community doesn't see this very often. Come on, talk to us. True. Uh, You know, it's funny that you say that. The word that comes to mind, I have to kind of make up a word, and I guess it's unquitness. Um, Because when I was in college, I um, was working at my first job. It was actually in the hotel business, my first hotel job. And I lost that job. I was part-time, and they were letting go of their part-time help. And I never wanted to be in that situation again. So I, uh, the next job that I had, uh, which I, you know, leveraged that job to get a better hotel job, I was like, I'm working full time. I'm working overtime. I'm working overnight. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I never wanted to be in a situation again where, you know, I was losing uh, an opportunity or a job. Um, and so I was, you know, going to school full time working full-time. When it came time to do internships, I was interning on the weekend. Um, and then, you know, a part-time modeling gig on the weekend. So it was, you know, constant. I, I looked crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that's where that started. So when you, when you ask about, you know, as a youth, where did it begin? I would have to say that, you know, that, that fear of not having that motion and uh, not having opportunity and uh, not having income uh, really fueled me. And I just never let off the gas since then. Lisa, what's funny is to me that, and and I tell people all the time that um, in order for you to make it in this entrepreneurial world, whether you have a brick and mortar, whether you're doing things online in that space, It takes a degree of consistency to make this work. And I think a lot of people see the the brands that blow up and, 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 and they're doing great. And it's like, boy, I would like a brand like that. But what they don't know is the story behind their consistency. You talked about the fuel that drove you was that of, and I just kind of heard the, the fear of not having the fear of being left out, the fear of you being last Um, A lot of people, you know, even with that fear, they don't push through. Is there a person, are there people that maybe helped you along the way that kind of modeled that for you? Like, where did you, again, sort of have the access, if you will, to grab onto that level of audacity? Was it just purely out of, like, your experiences? Were there people along the way? Was it a professor? Was it a parent? Talk to me a little bit about the sense of motivation that it takes to do what you're doing today. And we're going to talk about your juice bar because it's absolutely fabulous. And I, I just want to get an idea of where, because there are a lot of people that are listening to us that don't 
have the drive that it takes to show up for themselves. And then because of that, they certainly don't have the consistency to forge through adversity. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I would say that my father uh, and my, my mother, too, uh, very much uh, entrepreneurial spirits. You know, they maintained uh, jobs and careers as I was growing up, um, but they had a lot of entrepreneurial curiosity, um, and so they would try things. And um, I think that became like just a natural thought process for me. You know, it, it wasn't an unusual thing to explore a concept and, you know, branch out and, and try something. Um, so I think that was part of it. Um, I previously had uh, restaurants um, when I lived in Philadelphia. Um, we had a restaurant called July Grill and Gallery and um, another in St. Croix. And so I had that experience with opening a restaurant um, after, you know, about 15 years in the hotel and restaurant business, um, you know, working for hotel brands, luxury hotel brands. And so um, that uh, gave me the confidence that, you know, I knew operationally the things that would be involved. I had dealt with things like budgeting um, and I had dealt with marketing and promotion and um, inventory and, you know, all the, all the different departments uh, just by nature of having worked in the hotel business and having had the previous restaurants. So that part I felt uh, very confident about, but I had also made up my mind that I was never going to have a restaurant again um, because it is, you know, just crazy, hard, constant work. Um, and the thing that happened with Alkalicious was I had started this alkaline lifestyle about 10 years ago. And actually, 10 years come December is my anniversary of being an alkaline individual. You know, people come up to me and they say, are you vegan? And I say, no, I'm alkaline. That's a more important uh, uh, goal for me. So um, at that time when I was... Uh, embarking on that journey, I just wanted to get up on a mountain and just scream to people, you know, what is your pH? You need to understand how important your pH is to your body. And, you know, to at that point, to get to 42 years of my life and never, you know, knowing what my pH was, never managing my pH and always being in the doctor's office and always being sick um, and always walking out with prescriptions and you know, having multiple conditions that, you know, I'm trying to manage because in the medical field, you're trying to manage um, your health issues. Um, and, you know, that tends to fall apart very quickly. Um, to have all of that completely do a 180, um, and the only thing I changed was my pH was just crazy. And I just wanted everyone to understand how much power they have um, to improve their health and improve their well-being um, and that it, it, you know, not to place all of that into the hands of, you know, the medical field. And so um, at one point I had said to my uh, then husband, would you uh, consider opening a juice bar? Because it just seemed we were, you know, hosting people for dinner, making juices for them, making vegan dinners for them. And 
um, and they were really enjoying it. And I really enjoyed seeing them, you know, learn and try new things. And I thought, wow, you know, that would be a great thing to be able to do on a daily basis. What if we opened a juice bar? And I forgot that a juice bar is kind of like a restaurant. And here we go again. So, <laughs> so here I am. Uh, That's hilarious. Six later. Yeah, six, six years later, um, our anniversary is uh, this month uh, in October. So uh, you know, that's a big milestone for me. I love it. I still be here. I love it, Lisa. Listen, for those of you guys that maybe you just jumped in a car and you're listening to this uh, podcast, maybe you are, you know, overhearing somebody that don't have their headsets on on the train and you're hearing me talk to you and you're like, who is this lady? I'm ear hustling here, and I love this conversation. Her name is Lisa, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I'm going to go for it. Glapian Bay? Is that how you pronounce the, the your, your surname? That's exactly how to pronounce did I, it. Did I get it? Yes. Yay, Ooh. coach. You did so yeah. good. I love it. She is a business owner, guys. She is a black woman who decided in the face of fear and the face of what she said she'd never do, to get into a business that, quite frankly, is not easy for a bunch of reasons. One of the things that you said that just jumped out of me was the experience you learned in the industry. Lisa, would you say there is a direct correlation to how you're running the inner workings of your business? You're coming up on another anniversary. Would you? How much credit would you give being in positions where you saw that being done on a regular basis, even long before you decided to jump out and do it, was that important? Did that have anything to do with it? And talk to us a little bit about the the power of exposure in that regard. Oh, man. Every – I just had two uh, interns this summer and, you know, was trying to, you know, hand over to them a little – just a little bit of – that vast experience that I got um, over that 15, 20 year time span working in the hotels and restaurants um, because everything translated, you know, how you maintained your human resource records, um, how you interview people, how you approach customer service. I I had only worked uh, at, you know, in five diamond and luxury hotels. and so, you know, the training that you receive is really strict. Um, and customer service, you know, is just like on, kind of on a different level. And so, you know, when, when someone's walking into our juice bar, I approach it in the exact same way that we did in the luxury hotel business. You're the first person to greet them. You're the last person to say goodbye. You're engaging them um, and making it an, an experience for them. Um, and I would say that the, the biggest difference walking into our juice bar is that we're also making it a journey for them. You know, we're jumping on wherever, wherever they are in a journey, we're jumping on it. Every person is different. Not every person that walks in here is going to be vegan. Uh, not every person that comes in here has ever heard of uh, alkaline. What's that? That sounds like a gimmick. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's a person walking in with a person who's about that, that life, and they're not about that life. So, you know, you want to be able to kind of embrace everyone um, and at the same time give everyone that message, no matter how different you are, 
your pH is the same, 7.34 pH. So if you walk away with nothing else today from our conversation, you know, business-wise, I really want you to understand the power that you have with a 7.3 HPH. So let's stay right there for a second, guys. And, um, and I want you to bring us up to modern day. I want you to talk to us a little bit about, I, I honestly believe that the reason why people succeed or not in business has everything to do with why they are in business. I, I fundamentally believe that I'm doing things that people seven years in the game should not be able to do. I'm, and I think a lot of it has to do with the exposure I've had to other industries and how they are direct translations in terms of me taking that and, and sort of deploying that in the space that I'm in. But the other part has everything to do with your why Simon Sinek said it this way. People don't do business uh, with you because of what you do. People do business with you because of why you do it. So let's settle right there for a quick second. Why alkaline? You said something that I pointed out and I wrote it down. Alkaline versus vegan. Um, I've done vegan. I've done vegetarian. We were, you know, vegan lifestyle for about three years, years ago. Part of it was because we wanted to change our son's diet because they were going to be putting him on medication for ADHD and all these things. And I just wanted to figure out, was there a more natural approach to us doing this before we have to go to that level. And the doctor said to me kind of sheepishly, yeah, but I'm not sure if you got the discipline and most people don't. And quite frankly, I don't know enough and I don't talk about it, but yeah, your diet is everything. His diet is everything. The processed foods, the red dyes, the, the sugar intake. And, and, and we're not talking candy. We're talking food. The fact that a can, the, the fact that a, a piece of bread in a candy bar, sugar-wise, can be the same amount, that messed my head up. I had never heard anything like that. And so, in order to get him to change his diet, we had come to the conclusion the whole house has to change their diet because what is not going to happen is Sheree ain't about to cook for him and for us, and then that is even harder. So for three years, we began to take stuff out of our diets, and I can promise you, healthiest three years of our lives. In terms of results, alkaline versus vegan, educate us. So really, um, alkaline is about a goal, right? You know that in general, we all should be around 98.6 body temperature, right? And we've known that since we were kids, right? And your, your mom's taking your temperature when, when you're starting to show symptoms. No one tells us that our pH is supposed to be around 7.34, right? So, so we're out here counting calories, counting protein, getting on treadmills, macronutrients, micronutrients, and, and we, we feel like we're doing all the things, but we have never set our bodies up for success with any of those mechanisms. So um, the first thing that has to happen within our body is for our pH to be balanced, um, to reduce inflammation, reduce mucus, get out of the way, help your body restore itself after a workout, help your body prime itself before a workout, sustain you during a workout. A lot of us are acidic, and then we go work out, and we make ourselves more acidic. How about that? Probably never thought about that. So, um, so it's, it's understanding that your pH actually has a huge place and part in uh, your thriving. And that whenever we're struggling with anything, most likely your pH is low. 
And so, so 7.34 is a goal, you know, to understand uh, what your pH is. Not willy-nilly go into juice bars and Whole Foods and all these places and just be buying alkaline water and using alkaline water as a crutch. I'm not about gimmicks. Um, I'm about using alkaline modalities, right? Everything in your life, everything that God created under the sun is either alkaline forming to your body or it's acidic forming to your body. So it's what are you welcoming uh, into your body? And so, um, you know, that's, that's a... That's a big thing to start to recognize. And then when you start to recognize that all these different um, uh, methods that are out there, you know, people are like, oh, you know, when I did yoga, I felt really great. When I was doing meditation, I felt really great. Deep breathing, um, grounding on the earth. Um, When I was eating vegetables or smoothies, you know, I felt really great. When I cut out, keyword cut out, cut out means acidic right? Everything you've ever cut out, that was an acidic thing. Everything you ever avoided was an acidic thing. So when you're reducing all that acidity and you're increasing and inviting all the alkalinity into your world, um, you really change the game. The, the food pyramid that we were raised on and all, that, all the um, large meals that you're supposed to eat at the bottom of that pyramid, that's all acidic food. So right there, you're set up for failure. You're told, eat all this, you know, eat this much meat, eat this much dairy, you know, and those are all acidic things. So when you start to realize um, that America, as of November 2019, a study came out, and I can share a link with you to this study, um, but a study came out that said 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. That's nine out of 10. Wow. That's a doctor fail to me. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we are relying on doctors for our health, for me, that's a doctor fail. So um, I really just wanted to empower people um, to understand, you know, you ask about the why. I really want to empower people to understand that they have the power. They never lost the power. You come into me and, you know, you have four, stage four cancer. I'm I'm not even phased because, you know, that's a tap on your shoulder to just get right, you know, and wow. your doctor may have presented it to you as an end of life situation, but I'm going to present it to you as a beginning of life situation. You know, this is, this is a new opportunity for you. So yikes, um, listen, that's my why. Lisa, let me just say this. First of all, I could talk to you for hours about this subject matter. I know there are a ton of people in the audience right now that are like, I've got to get more information about this woman. First thing that pops in my mind, how do I go and how do I test myself and find out what my pH is and what are some immediate things I can do to kind of right this ship, if you will. Mm -hmm. Selfishly, I'm here. I've got the microphone. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest frustrations I have right now, I'm 56 years old is that I cannot seem to figure out the balance of why I can't stop the joint pain, all of the inflammation, and I know enough to know what to cut out, what to do. I've got enough discipline, and quite frankly, 
you know, willpower and community enough to start journeys and go ham on something and turn pardon the pun there and, and go go in, but none of it is working. Ten years ago, mm-hmm. it all worked. Same stuff. Mm-hmm. Something's off. And my doctors are wanting to give me more medication. I'm wanting to go the other route. I kind of feel like I may have found my person, Lisa. And I need I need to be educated here, man. I really do, guys. Is, am I tripping? But if you guys in the audience are feeling this, I need you to respond in a way that you can. Uh, if it's live here on Clubhouse, put it in the chat. If it's on KBCN, put it in the chat. If it's on LinkedIn, put it in the chat. If you're listening to the podcast, shoot me a note. Let me know. No, coach, I'm with you. Like, I get that. This is this is important. And, and because you're talking to an audience that, for the most part, is a 430 – 35 and up audience in terms of age bracket. I'll just say that. Um, This is important because what we did then ain't working no more. We ain't getting through the window. Can you give us a couple of quick tips on some things that, number one, how do we identify the pH? What is, is that a thing? Do we have to go to the doctor? Is that a blood test? Talk to us about that. And then what are some quick things that we can be thinking about that can help us not to be there longer than we need to be? Okay, great. Um, So yeah, when it comes to testing, uh, you can get, you remember your, when you were in high school and you had the little pH strip and you dipped it in something and changed color and you matched it up to the rainbow to figure out what that pH was, right? So you can do that with yourself. Now, you can do a blood test. And one thing that your dog, if you walk into your doctor's office tomorrow and say, doc, I need to know what my pH is, your doctor will say, no, you don't. Your body manages its pH, right? And yeah, your whole body was designed to manage things properly until it doesn't, right? When, when it's overwhelmed with acidity, um, you know, if you're coming into the doctor, into the hospital for a gallbladder issue and your doctor wants to remove your gallbladder, it's acidic. Doctor wants to remove your kidney, it's acidic. Um, if, you're, if you're in a situation where uh, the doctor wants to put you on a prescription, which is acidic forming, right? Um, He wants to do that because you're acidic. So when you say that, and we've we've all said this, you know, I've tried everything. I say, well, what's your pH? Did you test your pH? So you can take a, um, you you can buy pH strips. Usually you can find them at a health food store like Organic Depot is a local place here. Uh, Whole Foods might even have it, uh, Vitamin Shop, online. You could go on Amazon, just go with really good reviews because you want to make sure you don't get some company that's had them in a garage somewhere or a warehouse forever. You want uh, fresh strips. And you're testing yourself um, in the morning after a full night's sleep before you eat or drink anything. And the reason you want to test your urine, not your saliva, Um, is because you want to see after an entire night's sleep, that's the time when your body's trying to get back into balance, right? And you're taking a break from eating anything and and trying to break down anything. Um, In the morning, you want to see how did my body do with that, right? And so that's why you're going to do it before you eat or before you drink anything. And your goal is 7.34. The goal is 7.34. Ladies and gentlemen. Your goal is to maintain that. So let's get into that before we roll. And I really want to get people's questions because they're going to 
They're going to already start flooding the timelines. It's going to be a problem. I mean, it's going to be a situation. Not going to get to everybody. I can say that off the top. How do I think through maintaining that? Let's say I get to the seven point. Was it four you said? 7.34. 7.34. How do we maintain the 7.34 number? So you want to do a combination of plant foods, right? Um, green foods are always going to be alkaline. Cucumbers, avocados, kale, spinach, um, all the things that we don't usually get enough of in our lives. Raw and fresh is the most important way to get it whenever possible. Um, uh, but if you are cooking it, you only want it lightly saute, um, lightly heat up. Um, you're not trying to boil things, fry things. Every time we do that, we're changing the chemical structure of that food and we're making it more acidic forming to the body. So, you know, when we think of soul food, we have a lot of people go, oh, well, I eat, you know, plant food all the time. On Sunday, we have, you know, sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes and, you know, greens and everything. Well, you know, if white salt was put in those greens, then that's more acidic. If uh, back fat was put in those greens, it made it more acidic. If the greens are almost turning uh, dark brown, that's more acidic. So you, you want food when they're fresh. And that's why juicing is really helpful because you're getting live enzymes at that time. They're not cooked. As soon as enzymes get heated, they start dying off. So you're having fresh, raw, live enzymes, and enzymes are a huge support to your cellular renewal in your body. Um, everything that we do um, when it comes to consumption is about learning to process and eliminate well, right? And when we have inflammation and mucus in our body, we are not processing and eliminating well. Got it. When we're presenting at a doctor's office for any issue, we are having difficulty with processing and eliminating in the body. And it's just that area of the body for you and your genetic disposition. We all have, you know, we're different in the sense that our genes make us, you know, predisposed to being vulnerable to something. But you're vulnerable to those things when your pH is low. Yeah, I let think that, you, let that sink in. No, let that let that breathe. Listen, because I'm gonna tell you, I think you just answered the question as to why I literally have a doctor's appointment on Friday for what I believe to be a pinched nerve that's causing a bunch of numbness in my extremities, and I got a feeling that my pH is out of whack. I'm going to test it today. I'm I'm, I'm 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 gonna go test it today. Oh Jesus, the the chat is lit up. Listen, we're going to have to close down this uh, podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been talking to uh, Lisa Glapian Bay. Um, she is the owner-operator for Alkalicious Cold Press and Juice Bar in Chesapeake, Virginia. Um, Lisa, are you a franchise or are you the only one? This is a standalone shop unless somebody wants to come in and franchise with me. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm really, now I'm really messed up. Good God. Oh, my Jesus. Listen. I just came here to mess up your whole day. Listen, you just did that, ma'am. Looking like she's in high school. Y'all, I am not blowing smoke. Cherie. I don't know. This is your sister. But listen, we, no, 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 look, look, we on the podcast still. Y'all can't, y'all can't talk yet. Calm down. No. See what you see what happened? They done came off mute that fast. For those of you guys on the podcast, 
you, you were supposed to think it's just me and her. No, I got a whole live audience listening to this. Lisa, listen, let me just say this real quick. We're going to get out of here so we can get this conversation going. I appreciate you. I'm grateful that God allowed our paths not only to cross, but I believe now connect. There's a reason you came into our life now. I've been living in this area for the last seven years, and you've been in business for almost that time. And this is the first time a few months ago that we met. This is not accidental. With that being said, guys, um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to kind of find out where you are online? Where can they get, a, get in touch with you, Lisa? So uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram as Alkalicious Juice, one word. Um, we are on Twitter as Alkalicious JB. And I have a website, alkaliciousjuice.com. And I can be emailed at alkaliciousjuice at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, my new friend, Lisa Glabian Bay. I love this woman already in between her toes. And there's nothing she can do about it, Cherie. She's our new person. Oh, my God. Y'all be good. I hope you guys come back next week. We're going to have another amazing interview. And I can promise you at the end of the day, no matter, I don't care how smart you are, how many degrees you got, how much money you got in the bank, you cannot get to any place of significant by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good. And we'll see you next week. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.